Hello and welcome to Kaplan's NCLEX PrepCast, brought to you by KaplanNursing.com, offering prep courses for the NCLEX RN and the NCLEX PN examinations. In today's episode, what we're going to discuss is ultimately how do you get your dream job in the nursing fields? Because we know when you enter nursing school, you may or may not know exactly what in the nursing field you would like to pursue, but many do have those hopes and dreams and aspirations for that ultimate goal, that ultimate job that they would like to have. And so we're going to help you to unravel how exactly you can accomplish those goals. And we have a very special guest who I believe is more than equipped to help to guide us through this discussion. And her name is Lydia Weber. She has 17 years of experience in the nursing field, and she actually started uh, teaching pretty much right in, out of the get-go uh, 17 years ago. Uh, she's also been a nurse practitioner for eight years and has been an instructor for the NCLEX for Kaplan for the last three years. And we are very excited to be chatting with her today. And I suppose I will go ahead and uh, say hello to you, uh, Lydia. It's very nice to have you here. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. And I know I gave a little bit of an introduction, but there's probably a lot more to your story than just uh, how long you've been a nurse. So uh, my first question for you is to tell us a little bit more uh, about yourself and about your, uh, your journey as a nurse. Sure, thank you. I'm glad to share it. It's actually been a very interesting one. I always knew I wanted to be a registered nurse. I had um, my great grandmother on my father's side was an LPN. And um, I had a couple of family friends who were nurses and all they did was talk shop and I loved it. So I kind of fell in love um, with it from just uh, family origins. I was actually a lifeguard as a teenager and I made a rescue. Oh, wow. That's really what bit me and I really enjoyed it. So it really led me towards, oh, I want to do this all the time. I really want to help people all the time. Plus, I really like science. How do I put those two together? So that's what really started it for me. And so I started slow. I said, let me really see if this is for me. So I decided to get my associates first. And then I really started thinking about what type of nurse would I like to be. And I always knew I wanted the blood and the guts. So I had to go for the operating room. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I started off in the operating room. And from there, just kept doing all the specialties because every specialty is in the operating room. So it's fascinating. Your whole nursing education really comes to life. You see the body live. You see the inside of the body live. Fascinating stuff. It finally comes really to light, and it's so interesting. So um, where I worked was a level one trauma center. So then I really got to see some interesting stuff. So I kept pursuing that. So I just kept going back to school and kept talking to people. And every, every day was a, a new adventure. And it really was, it's been wonderful ever since. So. Yeah, that's an, it's definitely an inspiring story. And uh, it's cool to see that, that connection, that moment. Because uh, I know a lot of nursing students uh, and nursing professionals, uh, for that matter, do you have that one moment that they can go back to? Yes, that's called the defining moment, I the believe. Defining moments. Yeah. yeah, and I think that was mine. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's very, very cool. And impressive to see that you really had that passion uh, and wanted to go into the operating room. And ultimately, I mean, you did it and you did it yeah. right out of nursing school. And I know that's yes. a, uh, you know, a pretty 
it's a stressful job to have. It's also yes. in many ways a, a prestigious job for the reasons you mentioned. For anyone who's listening, who wants to do that, who wants mm. to go into the operating room, I mean, how did you get to do that right out of nursing school? Well, that's a, this is the number one question I get, especially from my Kaplan students, because they, a lot of them have this operating room passion. They've had maybe one day observation and they want more and they want, they say, you know what? I know I like this. How do I get in there? Because on all the doors of the operating room says authorized personnel only, this is a closed unit. So sometimes it's hard to break into. So what I always tell students is make sure, especially for your electives, if there is an operating room elective, do it. And then once you're there, make sure you talk to people, get into contact with people and find out where that training program is. That's the key. The key is uh, getting in more information and getting into that Periop 101 program or the, the training program that trains registered nurses to become operating room nurses because it is a completely different set of skills. They're not any less than, that's the one thing that some, some people who have never been in the operating room uh, when they tell students, they say, oh, that's a different kind of nursing. And because they don't really know what's happening in uh, behind our closed doors, they can discourage students. So what I say, listen, always make sure you talk to a real operating room nurse or a nurse manager in the operating room or even the director because they're going to guide you about how to actually become a registered nurse in the operating room. Sometimes there's a lot of rumors about what we do and uh, there's been some discouragement, but uh, students are fascinated by it. It's um, now coming back to the nursing schools. So this is great so that students can really get to choose. Well, let me, let me see this a little bit more as a rotation. Is this what I want to do before committing to a training program? So there's a couple of things there, but it's about knowing where to get the correct information. And just ask any operating room nurse about that Periop 101 program. And that's usually the key to help you get into the door. That's all really great advice. And when it comes to, uh, you know, when you talk about the idea of getting in touch with someone who's actually doing that job, whether it is yes. in the operating room or, or any other Anywhere. role that, that you want to pursue, uh, what, what specific action steps would you recommend when it comes to, A, getting in touch with the right person and B, you know, developing almost a, a mentorship or a, um, you know, more really a relationship, but ultimately, hopefully a mentorship with someone who's already in the role that you're looking to pursue? That's, that's such an excellent question. Actually, this is what I worked on in my doctorate. I just finished my DNP and my um, faculty mentor, we worked a lot about mentorship. And it was really what she taught me was, it's all about building relationships. So I tell the same thing to my students. So First, first, just observe, see what's going on. You don't want to just jump in and, and get too excited. You have to just watch what's going on, see who the players are. And then when there's a good moment and you'll know it, you can feel it. You start to jump in and you say, do you mind if I talk to you for five minutes? Um, do you have a couple minutes to spare for me? I have a couple questions for you. Mm -hmm. I've been watching you all day on our rotation and I would just like to know more. And can I keep in touch with you after my rotation? Because unfortunately, especially in, in particular for the operating room, for most students, it's a one day, very quick observation. So for those interested in periop, I would get some contact information, especially to anyone who might be shadowing for the day. But this applies to any, any part of nursing, honestly, is to just 
Um, first, it's all the nursing process, actually. It's kind of funny. First, just observe and assess and see who might be a good person to, to give you some keys of information and say, okay, do, do you have five minutes to spare for me? Can I, and have those questions ready so that you can talk to someone. And if they don't know the answer to those burning questions you have about getting into that specialty, of course they can tell you where to go. It could be the director that has a better handle. It could be another nurse manager or one of their colleagues who really has the steps about, you know what, this is the best way to approach this specialty of nursing and this is how we did it or this is the recommended process. Could even be that some of the hospital administrators are going to start to start a program somewhere. You can find yourself as a nursing student really climbing the chain just by asking some great questions about who to get in touch with, who has the information. And then from there, speaking of that mentorship, there could be little mentorships along the way, but usually there's an overarching guiding person that really helps you steer your career. But I always found there was always these these people in my life that they were the key to that one door. So that you asked the perfect questions, just, just be available and open and ready to see when your moment is to kind of gently knock. And then if no one's there, try another door. That's what I always say. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I absolutely, I mean, I appreciate and, and, and like all those, those specific action steps that you can take. And what I'm hearing as well is this idea that, it might not be that first person that you ask. Because I think what happens to a lot of people is they will ask someone and that person says, you know, I don't know how to help you or I'm not right. really sure. And then people just kind of shut down and say, well, I guess uh, it's a dead end right there. But as you say, it's true. I mean, it could lead you, you know, asking just, well, do you know of anybody who can help me with, uh, with this question or anyone who might know some more about what I can do right now? The, you know, it's just a matter of being relentless and... That that's it. I, I'll tell you. Um, and just a little, a little bit about what happened to me yeah. in nursing school. Believe me, all I kept saying was, I want to be an OR nurse. That's all I said. And my, my professors were like, okay, Lydia. All right. We, we hear you. But they did kind of put me a, a little bit of a, you know, a little timeout and said, oh, okay, but you have to learn everything else. And I said, I completely understand that but I want to be an OR nurse. Mm -hmm. And they kept saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for about two years, that's all I ever said. And so almost to the last day, right before I graduated, I kept saying, well, you know, I really just want to be an OR nurse. How do I get there? <laughs> so finally, a couple of days even before graduation, one of the professors finally said, you know, we've heard you for two years, Lydia. Okay, here's the pamphlet here's the training program, give them a call. I'm sure they're waiting for you. <laughs> so it, I do encourage students, okay, if that one, that first person or that second person doesn't have all the information that you need, keep going. It's perfectly appropriate to keep exploring. In fact, I think nurses and most people in medicine don't, do have some sort of gumshoe detective in them and they like to keep going. They like to explore. Even though in Kaplan we say never explore. <laughs> right. This is a little bit different. This we, we should encourage students to explore, especially where their passions are. I think that's really so important. If you know you love the renal system, 
go for it. <laughs> you know, it's calling you. <laughs> That's right. And uh, it sounds like in your case, you, you sort of made that, that affirmation. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And you made it known not only to everyone else, but also in a way to yourself, just by, yes. by, by speaking it over and over and over again and focusing in on that goal. We can go off, I think, on an entirely oh. separate podcast on the, on yes. just the idea of, uh, you know, following your goals. And, uh, but of course it does tie in here. Yes. And I know with the, when it comes to working in the OR, especially right out of nursing school, I've, I've heard that in many cases you do need to have a, a year of med surge. Uh, is that something that you had to do as well? Well, it's interesting. That is the rumor <laughs> and it's been the, the, uh, the rumor for, uh, over 20 years, but actually I did not do that. I actually went straight into um, the operating room training program, which is uh, Periop 101. I, I just knew, I said, hmm, that doesn't make sense to me. If this is a completely different set of highly specialized skills. Now, I did do my education and training as a, a, a student nurse. I said, what, what would be the benefit of that med surge um, experience? And there are, there are benefits to that. But, and so many of these specialties now, they are saying, you know what? Um, we want someone fresh right out of school. We want to be able to mold their minds and make sure that they learn the standards right out of the gate. So many specialty training programs in nursing, like the OR, like the ICUs, and even the, the emergency department, they are taking new grads because they know they get excellent uh, training and education in their programs already. And so they're willing to take on the novice nurse. And I think that's wonderful. And that's actually how I started as well. So right out of the get-go, just right into the OR. And yeah, I think there was a lot of that positive affirmation behind me, but also knowing that, well, I'm going to see what's going on here. Do I, what do I need? What are my um, requirements that I need to go in there? And yes, they wanted me to be trained and I was, but I was ready and willing and able to be trained um, for that role as an operating room nurse. So, you know, even though you will be a registered nurse, you will be working while learning. And so I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, so a lot of these programs don't require some of that year of med surge uh, as we classically used to in the past. So I think it's great. Yeah. And uh, my apologies for bringing up that rumor. I will not, <laughs> I will not discuss it further. That's Okay. <laughs> But uh, some, uh, some of those listening might have uh, thought the same thing. So thank you for clarifying that. You're welcome. Um, and, uh, you know, it's great to see a success story, right? You, you made that, those affirmations, you did the networking, you did everything you had to do, you did it all right, you worked hard, you studied, uh, and you also, you know, in some ways got lucky because there is, there is luck involved with this yes. as well, you know, even if it's just a... a one or two percent of, of the, the full formula, luck is involved too. But I know that success stories aren't always so easy to come by. And this is kind of a loaded question here, okay. or a multi-part question. But um, first part of this is if you didn't get into the OR right after nursing school, what would you have done? And for mm -hmm. anyone who's listening, and it's kind of you know the second part of this, for anyone who's listening who is fearful that they might not get it um, or who is in a certain role already who was hoping to do something else and is now doing something differently, you know, different than their dream job. What advice would you impart to those who might not succeed right away in their first role as a oh, nurse? 
This is good. I like this. This is a loaded question I like. Okay, so let's start with the first one. If I didn't make it into the OR or I didn't, let's say I didn't get it right out of school, what, what would I have done? Um, one of my passions in the operating room um, was and is orthopedics. I love the muscles and the bones. I love the skeleton. I love, um, I played a lot of sports growing up. So um, not that I wanted to see anyone injured, but I was always fascinated by sports injuries and things like that and how people recover. Um, so because orthopedics was more of my passion, I definitely probably would have um, still pursued that and become an orthopedic nurse. So whether inside or outside of the operating room, probably it was still gonna always be orthopedics. So that's, that's what I tell my students too, is to really look at the root cause of your passion. So yes, I love blood and guts and I had to be in the operating room, but really it was looking at, you know, you had a, a person who woke up in the morning and, you know, heaven forbid it's an, uh, a motorcycle accident or a car accident, but they were injured and it really wasn't on their schedule that day, you know? And so to watch their journey come back. And so that was always something about orthopedics I found fascinating because the body really does has this amazing healing response. And I loved to watch that. I love to watch people recover and come back to their baseline and their function and, and do things and improve themselves. So definitely orthopedics is where I would have ended up anyway. So um, that's, that's what I would have done. And so to, to tell either students or even current nurses right now that aren't working exactly where they'd like to be or in a specialty where they really like to be, I always say, keep trying because, and that sounds very generic, but let me keep going. You might not think a particular job uh, really calls to your, your, your inner nurse, as I like to call it, you know, that, that specialty you love, but it all actually does. So if you um, love renal, I keep picking on renal, but if, if, you, <laughs> if your dream is to become a, a kidney transplant nurse, you know, you, you have to do it. But maybe you do get a job in, you know, something with, um, something a little bit different in urology and you say, oh, this isn't the kidney transplant job. That's okay. You're going to learn something on this other urology job that guess what? One day when you do get the kidney transplant job, you're going to learn this specific skill set. You'll never know what it is. It's always this beautiful mystery. And then when you get that dream job, there you are. You're like, oh no, if I never did that other job, I never would have known this or have learned this particular skill set or, uh, you know, learned about this intricacy in the renal system. You know, it was only because I had that other job. So it's very interesting. I, I always tell people never get discouraged. You know, if you have to start in a different part of the journey than you really thought you originally wanted to, it's totally okay. Um, and it's, it's good to work in things that sometimes you're not, you know, it wasn't on your vision board. It is good because you do, you learn different you know, different parts of yourself, you understand your mind, you say, you know what, I actually didn't think I was going to like this. And I do. It's always great to find a, a, another passion. Or you say, you know what, it's confirmed. I do not like this X, Y, and Z. So it's good to know that about yourself. Because as you keep moving on in your nursing journey, you do need to have that rec, that self-awareness. And so I always tell people, don't worry, the dream jobs, because there's a few, there's never just one, they are coming. You might not get it right out of the gate, 
that's totally okay. And don't be discouraged by that. Not at all. Yeah. And that, uh, that also speaks to the idea. And what I'm hearing as well is the fact that there's something to be learned from every experience, especially yes. if it in, in some way is uh, applicable to or ties in some way to what your dream job is. And I think even if you're just in the nursing field, there alone lies a lot of connections to what you ultimately want to do. Agreed. Uh, I'm yeah. going to do a little bit of a curveball and, and I'm going to keep on digging only because uh, I sense you're a huge expert. I know you have that <laughs> and you've specialized in this. So, you know, we're talk, we're, we're assuming in these cases that nursing students or anyone who's listening knows what they want to do, what their, mm. what their chosen specialty is going to be. Um, but what would you, what advice would you give to someone who doesn't know quite yet what their passion is in the nursing field? Like they know that they went to nursing school, they want to be a nurse, but they right. just don't know what it is specifically they want to do with it yet. Sometimes that's a really cool place to be because now you might not feel that way. Um, that might be a little anxiety uh, producing. It shouldn't be. It should be. That gives this person who says, I really don't know. I, I never thought I had a passion. Maybe I haven't really discovered it. I'm sort of open to all things. If this person has that sort of, hmm, let's see what happens. I think that's also kind of really cool and a wonderful place to be because then anything that you, any job that becomes your first nursing job, you're going to have a sense of wonder and you're going to learn about it and just, you know, be ready to learn everything because you're sort of that empty vessel that needs to be filled. So it might feel like, oh, gee, I'm not one of those that has a, you know, a specific, you know, specialty right out of the gate. You don't have to be one of those. Um, I have plenty of friends and colleagues with many letters after their name and still say, yeah, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so, and, and that's okay. It's actually good. It means that you're open to whatever's out there. And as soon as you get whatever job that is, you'll actually be a really excellent learner because you don't come with any pretense. You don't come with, um, sometimes being an expert can uh, be a little bit of a downfall because you, everyone thinks you're supposed to know everything, but you don't. <laughs> We're always still learning. So it's actually a good place. And I would encourage people or students in that role don't be afraid of that either. Use it to your advantage. Yeah, that's great advice. And uh, I, I mean, I totally agree. It's, it applies even beyond nursing practice. I think in any career, a lot of what we're talking about really applies. And uh, you're right, it, is, it, it feels like a scary place to be because you don't know exactly what you want to do. But it also means you're, you're, it still means your opportunities are endless. And it's a learning experience to figure out just by trial and error and taking classes and uh, you know, observing what it is that you really want to do. That's right. Yeah. And that trigger point um, can come really anytime uh, through any, any observation or any experience. That's right. Um, so I'm going to bring back up your DNP because uh, we've talked about it a lot, which is a, you know, doctor of nursing practice. I don't think we've actually spelled it out <laughs> in this podcast yet, but obviously you have a DNP. It is an advanced degree. It goes mm -hmm. beyond the typical associate or bachelor's level nursing degree. Do you feel that it is something, I'm sure you probably feel that it's something that contributes and can help. Do you feel that it's necessary or does it depend? 
That's, that's a great question. I, I'm, my DNP is fresh. I just earned it. I love it. And congratulations, um, by the way. Thank you. Congrats. Congrats on that. Thank you very much. I was a January graduate and um, I still get to participate in the May festivities, which are coming up, which I'm very excited about. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I was always a curious person. I love to learn. And when I was an OR nurse, there were many things that I was very curious about. Um, but I wasn't ready to know them yet. And I had people that would pull me aside. I had managers and directors say, you know what? You're very curious. You should keep going. And I said, keep going with what? <laughs> and they said, keep going with school, keep learning, because there's more to the nursing process. It's always the nursing process, but as you, you know, ascend uh, the chain of command, or I like to call it the food chain uh, in nursing, uh, as, every, as every specialty has uh, the chain, you really start to delve more and more deeply into all the things that um, were just maybe a sentence or two a few degrees ago. So every degree I earned in nursing, because I said I started at uh, my associates, then earned my bachelor's, then earned my master's, and then finally this nice DNP. I just kept saying, oh, I just learned about X, Y, and Z, but what was that about A, B, and C again? I was always left very curious. And so if you're one of those people that can't get enough of learning and you really love the nursing process and you want to keep exploring it, then advanced degrees are for you. But they're not um, 100% for everybody. Um, it, it does take a lot of... Um, internal fortitude to keep going you know we all have to keep working and balancing our life schedule and our family schedule so you know i always say though if you if you do have the opportunity to go back to school or even a program a certificate if you have that little inkling that says you know i'm i'm very interested in this uh, i want to know more then follow that and so for me when i was becoming a nurse practitioner the reason why i did was I loved all my orthopedic patients in the operating room, but after their OR journey, I never got to see how they did because the OR is a very short experience. And so I would end up asking the surgeons, hey, what happened to Mr. So-and-so, you know, last week? Uh, is he okay? And how's he doing? You know, because that was it. We had a very short time with the patients and the surgeons would say, oh, he's doing great. He's walking and, oh, he was discharged. He's, he's well on the way to recovery. And that was another one of those defining moments for me of, oh, but I, I, I love what we do in the OR, but I want to see what happens after now. And so that's what led me to become a nurse practitioner. And again, with the DNP, after becoming a nurse practitioner and seeing the whole healthcare system and all its intricacies and saying, oh wait, now I wanna help more with that and I'm curious about all these other aspects. I just never stop being curious. And they do say that nurses are lifelong learners and we're always very curious. So that's what really led me on that journey too. Very cool. And uh, you certainly are a lifelong learner, <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> continuing on the path. And uh, again, congrats on the DMP. That's Thank you. Awesome. We'll have to send um, pictures when you do walk. Oh, uh, yes. We'll yeah. My, to, uh, we'll have to my, puff, my puffy robe and my, my hat. I'm very excited to, to, <laughs> to have that. It is an awesome experience. Um, and as someone who has also received an advanced degree, it's, uh, it's always exciting to 
take that next step and, yes. and then uh, be able to celebrate that, uh, that accomplishment. So bringing it back to students who are in their nursing programs, and I think in particular anyone who's listening who is either just starting or is in their first year or perhaps their second year, uh, in the case of bachelor's third year, fourth year, uh, you know, later in the program closer to graduation, what are the things that a, a first year nursing student can do to set up for success for landing a dream job or students who are even in their second year or, or getting close to graduation? Um, what are the things that they can do to begin setting themselves up for that success to land that dream job? This, this is a really good question um, because this is probably, I just did this naturally, but uh, I think it, it would have worked out a little bit better for me too if someone would have kind of told me some of these things, uh, especially as a first year nursing student. Number one, any key to success is to be organized. So I think in your first year of nursing uh, school in particular, just stay organized. And as you meet people through the clinical rotations, if you do meet someone, even if it's not the specialty that perhaps you might have a, a passion for, but if we always, um, we do get exposed to really good door openers. So someone, if you meet someone, whether another registered nurse or maybe the nurse manager or someone on the, um, the, the unit, even it could be a social worker, if someone, if you meet someone, make sure you stay in contact with them. I think networking is truly amazing because sometimes, um, you know, when we think of mentoring someone, you know, people do have visions of, you know, sitting down to coffee in, in a professor's office and, and talking about life for three hours. That, that was a little bit old school. And some, I had a lot of that um, growing up in my nursing career. But those days are, th those experiences are a little uh, on the rarer side. And now what I look for and I tell students to look for are these sort of walk and talk mentoring moments, you know, and try to take the most opportunity when you're with someone and just saying, you know, are you on LinkedIn? Can I, can I contact you? Do you mind? Or, you know, here's my email. Would it be okay if I keep in touch with you just to ask you some, you know, general questions as I go along my nursing school? Because, you know, you taught me this, this and that, and I, I'm really... I'm so grateful, you know, so um, keeping those relationships, there might be a lot of small ones, uh, but they all kind of gather to the same point that just keeps shaping your mind. It also shapes your professionalism. You know, sometimes nursing students can be a little timid. They, they're afraid to talk to, you know, um, some of the bigger players uh, on the unit. But they shouldn't be, you know, as long as you um, come with an attitude of respect and say, do you mind if I have a moment of your time? You know, can I ask you about, you know, this or that? I, I love when I get those questions and I do make the time for that when I'm approached in that way. But another great way that students and even registered nurses already, already out there get involved with those professional organizations. Mm, yeah. Yes, that's, that is a big key. And not a lot of students know this, but I'm, I'm here to give um, tips. A lot of these um, organizations do have student discounts. So don't be intimidated by finances. You know, maybe yes, for a full-fledged member, it could be, uh, you know, $125 to join for the year. But there's always student discounts in everything. And 
at all levels. So you could be a returning bachelor's student, you could be a master's or a doctoral student, and there's always student um, professional organization discounts. And so you can ask your school about that. You can, you can just go online, so many of them. And that's, that's where I found a lot of my um, great little mini mentors, if you will, was at these, these meetings, these chapter meetings, um, the national conferences, if you, can, if you can do that while you're a student, are wonderful experiences. You can really, just soaking up being in that room, especially during a keynote presentation, is very inspiring. It helps keep your, you know, your nursing positive energy up there so you don't get discouraged by the day-to-day, -day, you know. So these things are great. And so I always tell students, find your, your moments, and you can find more of them in a professional um, organization like whichever subspecialty you're looking at. So if you're looking at that OR, AORN. So, you know, these are the little things that I wish somebody told me. But now I'm telling everyone because it's good stuff. It certainly is. And uh, I mean, obviously, in your case, it worked out regardless if someone told you that or not. But there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of nuggets that you just uh, really gave us. So uh, to kind of recap, it was to definitely be organized is the first thing I heard. Yes. To make sure you network, make sure you build those relationships, as many as you can, small and big, whether it's a traditional uh, you know, coffee, three hour talking about life with your professor or that walk and talk and to join those professional organizations, which also ties back to networking and building yes. relationships and teaching you how to be organized and uh, providing more inspiration. Um, and to bring back what you even talked about in the very beginning of our discussion to be relentless, to never give up, to That's right. affirm what you want to do. So right. and listening, make sure to do all those things. So uh, Lydia, I think we could talk for hours about this and yes. <laughs> it probably applies to anything even beyond nursing but I think this conversation has been incredibly helpful I, I'm leaving feeling inspired I'm hoping anyone listening out there is feeling inspired as well so Lydia it has been awesome to have you here so thank, thank you. you very much and uh, thanks for joining us on our prepcast today anytime anytime all right and take care and for those of you listening at home if you do have any questions, if you're curious to learn more about the nursing field, about getting started for the NCLEX for anyone who's getting close to graduation, we definitely encourage you to visit our website, which is kaplannursing.com. We include a lot of really great tips there that extend even beyond NCLEX prep. And we also encourage you to make sure to follow us on Facebook and on Twitter and on Pinterest and on YouTube. You could follow Kaplan NCLEX Prep on all of those channels and be sure to subscribe to our podcast, share it with friends, let us know what it is that you would be interested to hear in a future podcast. And we certainly do appreciate all of you for continuing to listen. And we certainly hope and look forward to seeing you in a future PrepCast. <laughs>